Everybody, this is Jonathan Gilchrist. I'm just jumping here at the beginning of our episode of Chaos the Final Frontier, um, which is episode 19, The Blood Oath. Um, I, we've had a bit of a technical difficulty, all my faults, because I was putting together the episode. And uh, we had a break in this episode because of another thing that I did, where I accidentally closed the episode like about six minutes in. And um, so we had to jump back in, and we did the rest of the show after that. It's happened before. It actually is going to happen again on Wednesday. But um, I accidentally deleted the first part of the um, of the episode, like the first six minutes that we recorded. Uh, so, yeah, I'm still going to put up the other, like, 49 minutes, whatever it is, uh, but just so you know, we're going to start this episode. If you want to link up, you can you can uh, get linked right up with us. It's about 5 minutes and 49 seconds into the episode. And uh, that's where you'll link up with us if you want to do a watch along. Sorry about the confusion. Still, I mean, I'm doing everything I can. But every once in a while, I just fuck up. And uh, yeah, this was a fuck up on my part. So sorry again. But it's still a really fun episode. I hope you really enjoy it. And it's really worth the watch if you've never seen this episode. It's it's one of those ones that just really stands out as a very good one. So please enjoy, and uh, thanks for listening. Sorry about that, everybody. I my finger slipped. I hit the wrong part of my screen. It didn't end the recording. So. Well, while right. your finger's slipping, I'm dying of heat over here. <laughs> so I'm at um, 5 minutes and 39 seconds. Where are you? I'm at 5.49. All right, let me just... Jump ahead a little bit. Yeah, jump ahead, jerk. Okay. Wait, wait. There we go. All right, so we're at 549. Uh, if you want to sync back up, and we're going to hit play in three, two, one, and play. All right. All right, sorry about that. Really was just a slip of the finger, hit the wrong part of my phone screen, and there you go. Um, but what I was going to say before, yeah, before I got cut off was I was just um, – I'm actually surprised watching old Eddie Guerrero because in my head I saw his growth like from his WWE time, like how big he got as completely out of left field. And while he definitely did get way bigger, it you can see it. He his body structure is already there even now in ninety five. It's just yeah. he has a lot more muscle to it. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Like, cause in my in my brain, I remember him being looking like Sammy Guevara looks now, when he was younger, and that's that's just not the case. That's never not, yeah. skinny. Right. Nice uppercut from Pittman. That's gonna win him the match right there. I wonder what Sergeant Pittman's doing now. I'll look that up because we're going to see more of him, I'm sure, before we're done with this month. So I'm wondering what he, I'll look and see what he's up to right. for next week. Slap to the back of the head. I slap, slap, slap you. 
<laughs> well, well, he's as everyone knows because everyone's a giant uh, Pittman fan. With him working on the arm, he's setting up for the code red, his devastating arm breaker. Everybody knew that, right? Like, yeah, that's not just me. My I'm pretty, sure not just... pretty well known. <laughs> it's just not. Oh, that was actually a good throw. I honestly don't think I ever have seen Pittman win a match. Maybe once or twice, but for the most part, whenever you see him on Nitro, he's going to lose. Guerrero's in a lot of trouble. I mean, he's pretty much boned at this point. I don't even know what I would call that if I were announcing. Is that was that like a insiguri to the lower back? Basically. Oh. Let's go the springboard. Jesus. Like 1995. Ooh, what the nice. hell? Are you doing, that was a. I mean, listen. Jokes aside, that was a fucking. Smooth as silk, belly to back. Yeah, or belly to belly. Jesus. He actually is no, yeah. Pitman actually is impressing me with the suplexes in this match, which is not something I usually associate I with. Because that was another good gut wrench. One, two, three. Oh. There it is. Oh my! Oh, that's where Darby got it. Well, clearly they want Eddie Guerrero, and I saw a match in '95 when Eddie Guerrero won with the roll-up. So that's that's what we have to do: roll-ups all the time, nothing but roll-ups. Basically, I mean this that's also, basically how it works. <laughs> this is also a weird um, era for Eddie Guerrero because he is still Eddie Guerrero, so he's really good, but he's just not as entertaining when he's playing the straight babyface. And that's where he's at at this moment? Right. That's no fluke. That's a win. Oh, snap. I'm going to say at least that that does make me think of power versus power. Yeah. Well, we both know you were wrong at that, so. Right, right. No, I admitted it. I was wrong. Macho Man Randy Savage beating Scott Norton thanks to the interference of the shark. Oh, yeah. I don't know why nobody ever seemed to figure out a way to use John Tenta in a legit way. Yeah. Like, his first run with Hogan in the early, in the late 80s was really fucking good. But after that, 
Like, as much as I liked the natural disasters as a kid, he's just never got anywhere again. I don't know why. I mean, besides the fact when he came to WCW, they put him in, like, cartoon gimmick after cartoon gimmick. But... Because I think the shark was just one step. I think at some point it was also called the avalanche. Because get it? No. Oh, well, he was called the earthquake in WWE. And since WCW at the time had very few original ideas, they went with the avalanche, which can be caused by earthquakes. Can you Can you explain that a little slower? I just don't get it. I honestly don't think I can. <laughs> No, uh, I'm gonna have, okay. to, have to go not knowing now. For the joke, I would love to, but my brain just said no. I cannot <laughs> jump that down anymore. <laughs> so here's the one piece of trivia that I'm sure they're going to tell you about uh, Flash Norton in this match. He is a championship uh, arm wrestler, and that's where he got his nickname Flash from. So I just saved you having to listen to the commentary because that's literally all they ever talked about with Flash Norton in this era. So. Hmm. I really want to... I mean, I have a lot of reasons to get more into New Japan, but I really would love to go back into the era of when Flash Norton was in New Japan to see how he um, went over there because apparently he's a much bigger star in Japan. Yeah, because he was. I just I want to see like what the difference is. Is the exact same gimmick? And it's just the Japanese responded to it. Jeez, that was a yeah, that was an impressive body slam. So strong. So much power. Oh my god, it's going to be a shark attack. <laughs> Did you see, uh, uh, what the hell's his name? Damn it. Um, Nick Patrick. Did you see Nick Patrick's reaction? What was that? I couldn't hear you. Did you see Nick Patrick's reaction when they both hit the double clothesline? No. He he just said, whoa. What the heck? Okay, so this is a really, this is actually a pretty decent 95 storyline. Um, that I think plays out mostly on Saturday night, so I'll just tell you what it's about. Uh, Bobby Heenan is over there with Sonny Bono, who we're going to get to know because of Baltimore Dragon later. But uh, he, in basically, he is lying to the Japanese and saying that he has the authority to sell WCW to them. And so that that's where you're going to see him with Sonny Bono, like whining and dining them, you know, trying to make a business deal go down, even though he doesn't have that kind of authority, obviously. Huh. It, it's a pretty decent storyline for 95 WCW. Oh, thank God. I don't think either of these two guys are going to get, have to do the job. Yep, they both got caught out because, God forbid, somebody lose in this match. 
Yeah, well, neither of them can really afford it at this point. I feel They're both like being skyrocketed to the top. A, lo- a loss would be pretty bad. I feel like the shark being um, Hulk Hogan's friend could have probably stood just to, to put uh, Norton over. Like, no. Absolutely. Careful, bro. Those W's are not paid off yet. <laughs> I love Sonny Ono. So, actually, Sonny, I don't know how much you know about Sonny's history with um, WCW. He's actually good friends with Eric Bischoff. And legit is the guy, for anybody that doesn't know, he's legit the guy that was their liaison with New Japan Wrestling in this era to bring over the Japanese wrestlers that we're going to see. We might see them in this month or not, I don't know. But they do definitely show up pretty soon after this in WCW. It was so incredible. Remember when the Yeti came out and he definitely wasn't wrapped in toilet paper? Yeah, I remember. You remember? <laughs> oh, and then somehow Ric Flair betrayed Sting of all people? Man, yeah. That's insane, man. I mean, how could Sting have saw it coming? It's crazy, dude. It'd be a hilarious, like, joke for Ric Flair to show up in AEW just to double-cross Sting for some reason. I mean, it'd be hilarious to me. I don't think it would actually work. I just think it'd be funny to me. I'd be very upset. I know you would be ready. I know, and you would probably be right to would be you. You would be right to be upset. I like to think so. It was a farce. But who will the fourth horseman be? Who I say? Who? There has to be a fourth one. Actually, for like five seconds, there is a fourth one. It's a really good idea. Haven't you heard of the three horsemen? Uh, Too bad Brian Pillman, uh, well, wasn't getting paid what he's worth. Yeah. You got that right. Careful. They gave that guy that Hogan phone for free. Rick, you stepped on the phone. That's all right.
Brian Pillman, like, I know, I know, I've said it before. It's all 2020. At the time, it wasn't as insane as it now. But man, they should have taken a chance on him and, and kept him in WCW. Absolutely was, not. <laughs> you're right. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm, I'm stupid. Yeah. Never would have worked. Because with, without Brian Pillman leaving, we don't get the greatest horseman of all time. A man so synonymous with the four horsemen, you've mentioned it several times in this episode. It's pond scum. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that the closed people had to give up there for a second. Yep. I like that. Indistinct. <laughs> I feel like you just say flare noises. It's so indistinct. <laughs> Basically. I like obviously you gotta love Ric Flair, but the man, as far as all the promos I've seen, they're just so rambly. I don't know how he got to be known as the greatest promo other than the energy he always brings to a promo. I think it's just pure energy. Cause like he can't like he constantly repeats himself. <laughs> And then you have to go to indistinct with the closed captioning. <laughs> Which is not their fault, by the way, because I really pay attention and I can't understand sometimes what he's saying. Yeah. Now there's the match I wish we'd be watching. Why? Why? Why they put the Renegade and Cobra together, I have no idea. I mean, that's just classic tag teaming, ain't it? I, apparently it is, yes. It's classic tag team wrestling. And here's what I think of when I think of 95 WCW, Sabu. Yep. It's so fucking weird that Sabu is here for this time period. Whew. Oh, God. No, I'm dying. So, if anybody, I might try and sell this whole podcast on this match. So, you know, as a wrestling fan, you constantly want to see Sabu versus Disco Inferno? 
Yeah. Well, are you in luck? I mean, this is the match we've all been waiting for right here. I mean, you were just telling me last night when you were watching Kenny Omega and uh, Jungle, you're like, I wish this was more like Disco Inferno versus Sabu. I'm sorry, did I go too far? No, no, no. <laughs> did I just end our friendship? Is that, is that the end? We're friends? Oh, good. You know, that's fair. Get it? Monday Night Fever. Like, oh, Saturday Night Fever. Now I get it. You can't punch Disco in the face. He's not a wrestler. Just it literally doesn't make sense to see Sabu wrestling Sabu style in 1995 WCW. Like yeah. it would make yeah. sense in like '98 or '96 somewhere in there. Well, at least a little bit more sense, I guess. In the crowd, like up on the second level, there's this old lady there that was clearly dragged by somebody that she does not like. And is just pissed off that she has to be at a wrestling event. And I only point that out because I've seen, like every once in a while, the show close up and like her scowling face, the only thing I can fucking see. Oh, dance moves. So sick. He didn't even, like, try and get... Uh, I mean, his solar plexus was affected by the turnbuckle, though. I mean, I guess without a table, that is the closest thing that Sabu has to a finisher. I also, I, I say this a lot whenever we see Sabu in any context, but I want to point something out that just occurred to me. You can look at him right now. This is 95. This is before most of the big ECW shit has even started. Ooh. Yeah. And he's already got scars all over the fucking place on his body, like huge scars. Like, how is he still alive is my main question. And also, I don't think that was supposed to be um, look like a powerbomb for Disco Inferno. Maybe it was. I don't know. I think it was supposed to be like a Hurricane Rana or something. There we go. 
and Disco or Sabu because he did get power bomb by having got himself a table. Yeah. One, one, one. Entertain the crowd. I'll be right back. Okay. So, everybody, we're about to see Disco Inferno. It's also the weird thing because, again, this is so anachronistic. Every Sabu match, if you guys don't remember from the like months ago when we did this last, the NWCW ends with a table, even oh, even though there's no hardcore wrestling. And obviously, this is before they learned how to cut a table because Jesus, that looked like it was painful. Oh, I just oh man, table did not really bend at all. Like you could see the crack in it, but that was that was nasty landing. Good for this girl though. So um I was just telling the people uh Sabu just went to do a flip over the top rope onto disco through that table, but they did not cut that table at all. It did not bend. It just sort of cracked a little bit on Sabu's nice. back. Yeah that was that was not pleasant looking. Sorry, I hope that sound effect wasn't too bad for you guys. But I had to sound effect for the fireworks. The road, the road to go through Dayton. So I mean, they're talking about like next week's country? Yeah. yeah, what? I guess. Ah, <laughs> uh, the team we've all been looking forward to. Yep. And again, I said this last time we watched WCW, Ming does not even bother wearing the mask. Nope. Man, Luger fits right in with all these crazy people. Yeah, no, this, this is one of the saddest parts for Luger's uh, WCW tenure because he wanted to be the four horsemen. And if it wasn't going to be Pillman, it really should have been him if I, mm-hmm. had to, like, if I had to put my money on it. But nope, they decided he fit better with the Dungeon of Doom. So I mean, just classic grouping right there. Oh, thank God! Here they come, the American males. Not to be confused with like the French males or the British males or the Canadian males, for that matter. I'll have you know, this is one of the great unsung tag teams. Former world champions. Yep. I think they won the world titles at this point because it was like a fluke win against Harlem Heat that they lost almost immediately. Doing what we were talking about with Jungle Boy, but in the wrong way. Oh, Scotty. Scotty Riggs. Well, here you got classic tag team specialists versus two great singles competitors. Right. (laughs) It's basically like the Rockers... Uh, versus Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior. 
I mean, that's pretty much just like a correct, uh, like a direct correlation there. It's one to one, really. Yeah. This might actually be the main event for all I know. I honestly don't know how much is left on this show. No, not the commercial. We just got started. No! Also, well, okay, I'll give it to you, because technically Halloween's supposed to be tomorrow, even though Halloween Havoc was yesterday. Right. I was going to make fun of him for having the jack-o'-lantern, but it makes sense. Jokes on you. Jokes on me. I, I clearly, I just clearly fucked up there. Yeah, you know that's actually specifically why they did it that way. It's for anyone who saw it after Halloween Havoc, saw that pumpkin there. They could be like, "What idiots! How could they leave that after Halloween Havoc?" And then they have to like think about it for a few minutes and like, "Oh wait, actually, I'm the idiot." I'm so sorry, WCW. Please take all my money. Basically. Yeah, then they just feel so horribly guilty over being wrong that they have to buy tickets. Do you think anybody bought tickets in 1995? (laughs) Don't be stupid. That's fair. It's still, like, I mean, I guess it's just a kind of get us used to the Flex Luger main Dungeon of Doom team up. That's why they're doing this tag match. Because it is random as hell for them to fight the American males of all people. Yeah. I don't get it. I think it's, it literally just has to be there just because we have to see Luger with the Dungeon of Doom. That's all. Yeah. No, I think you're right. Later on, this will actually be uh, half of this will actually be a world title match because Max Luger, I think, fights Buff Bagwell for a world title like late in WCW when it's you know not doing so well. I don't know why you need to distract a ref for that. That's a perfectly legal tag team move. <laughs> I I don't know. They're playing, dude. They're playing like five D chess right now, and we're on we're on checkers. <laughs> so what you're saying is WCW is so good that we just lack the ability to comprehend it fully. Exactly. I mean, it would explain a lot. Yeah, no, I'm actually because I found the Nitros. I can't watch the Thunders anymore, but since I found the Nitros, I started watching back in '98 where I left off. And I'm going to say it's a little bit different than this uh, Nitro we watched so far today. Just a little? Yeah, just a little. I mean, I just got to see Sting join the Red and Black Wolf Pack. So, slightly more high stakes. Can't believe you just wrote, like, spoiler warning, dude. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm like... Six or seven years at the rate that we do WCW, when we get to that time frame, I'll definitely um, try to make sure you guys don't remember that I spoiled this for you already. God. So I saw a thing. um, 
think it was on uh, Facebook. It was a question like, if you had to pick any WCW wrestler to back you up in a fight, who would you pick? And I literally had really to... Yeah, go ahead. I said, is that really a question? I feel like it's pretty obvious to anyone who knows wrestling. Okay, who would you pick? Man. Yes, that was, that was the point I was going to get to, though. Because the question was posed in a way that I wasn't sure if you were picking somebody for a match or a fight. A real-life fight, main is obvious. But yeah. a match in WCW, Goldberg. Because you know you're going to win because yeah. Goldberg. Exactly. That's fine. But no, I, I, I took it just based on how you were saying it. I took yeah. it as a straight-up fight. Which, if that's the yeah. case, it's, it's main all day. I want that was my fault because the way it was posed definitely made not a hundred percent sure which way they were going with it. But yes, anybody that knows anything about wrestling would pick me, which is why that came into my head. <laughs> or I guess now you could pick his uh, twin sons because they're younger. Uh, I don't I don't know how Ming's holding up physically anymore. Oh God. Please tag in. Wait, what's his Marcus? His name is Marcus at this point. He's not buff yet. <laughs> Let's go, Marcus. Here we go. It is pretty crazy to think how much bigger he gets. Yeah. No, he definitely earns the nickname Buff. And I think part of it has to do because like I just just after a few weeks. I think after I stopped watching Nitro, he had just got on the injured list. And I think part of the reason he gets so big is because he's on the injured list for like a year and just spent time just building up his body. Yeah. Well, Ming just cleaning house. Yep. I don't know why, but for some reason I think of him as being taller too, though. Like when he gets bigger. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I... You're right, he does seem like short in comparison to like Lex Luger, but later on you feel like he would be about the same size. Yeah, I think it might have to do with probably like the boots he wears or something. It could be. Later on. Like yeah, later he on he probably had what wrestling boots that like add height to him probably. Yeah, he can add a couple inches easily. Like Kane Kane, for example, is only like six eight or six nine, I think, but he gets to be so much taller because his boots are so high. Yeah. Bobby Heenan just there for a paycheck, getting more and more drunk. <laughs> Mongo, will you please give that lady back her dog? That's why she's so pissed in the crowd. Yeah, right? No, I got him. Got him. Ah. Got him. I don't know if that would be in this month, but I want to point out to everybody because it's in the same time period that um, because of the limited stuff that's up here for WCW, if this month happens to have the famous uh, Clash of Champions episode, we might have to skip it. 
I don't, like I know it's in '95, and the reason I'm thinking of it is because it's the famous ep- episode where uh, Brian Pillman grabs Bobby Heenan, and Bobby Heenan freaks out on live TV. But I don't think those are up here, so we'll have to skip it if it is. So. Yeah, probably. But again, it might not even be November. Maybe maybe it's in a different month, and by the time we end up getting back to WCW, it'll be there. I don't know. Uh, that son of a bitch, Jimmy Hart. With the proto NWO Hulk Hogan. Right. Oh, thank God. I was hoping they I was afraid they wouldn't show this. I didn't say hoping because I was really, really hoping not to have to watch this again. Oh, I, I have to remind myself that this is Paul White's literal first match ever. Yeah. So I won't make fun of him for the crappy, crappy bear hug that he has on Hogan right now. Uh. Yeah, yeah, T. I think even if they had their original idea, that that would have still been bad. Yeah. So for anybody, I, I'm sure I mentioned it, but the, the original idea for the Yeti was supposed to be, if you remember from WrestleMania 9, Giant Gonzalez, and I'm guessing just based on their track record that they were going to build him a suit that sort of looked like his WWF suit, but maybe white, which is still a bad idea, but would have been better than this, I think. But yeah, they basically couldn't get the giant Gonzalez because of uh, visa issues. So they had another big guy that they had. So they wrapped him up like a mummy so you couldn't see who he was. So that's and how we got a Yeti. Okay, go ahead. I said, and because Yetis are basically mummies. Right. And that's how we got a Yeti, but raping Hulk Hogan at the end of the pay per view. So I won't make you guys go through the whole promo, but basically Jimmy Hart had control of Hulk Hogan's contract and he signed it so that if Hogan got disqualified, Hogan lost the title, thereby letting Jimmy Hart get him disqualified. And that's how the Giant became the world champion. Um, But we'll see how that works out for him. But I don't know. Here, this is a real question because wrestling is very fluid. Does that mean that technically Paul White is the only guy to ever premiere in his first ever match and win the world title? Um, no. Because he because he it doesn't count because he got disqualified and later they screwed up because of contract stuff. Well, that and I think it's been I. I don't think he's the only one, either way. I think uh, it's been done again, but I don't remember exactly. I Actually, because I mentioned David Arquette, I, the only reason I don't think he would count is because I think he had another match before the actual world title match where he won. Yeah, no, I wasn't thinking of him. 
Yeah. Well, I just want to bring it up because I mentioned him at the beginning of the match, so I, that's why I didn't immediately think there was two. But you're, you might be right. There might be another person that I'm just not thinking of. No, I feel like there is, and I feel like we're just not thinking of them for whatever reason. Probably because it wasn't a good idea. <laughs> Probably. Almost like it's using your world title as just a prop and not giving any kind of respect to put it on somebody that's never had a match before. Poor Tony. Right? Like, Paul, I can hold the microphone. Lex, why are you just posing? That's that's what he's good at. Oh, okay. It just seems kind of non-sequitur to what's going on in the ring right now. I will say something for Paul White. He's the only guy that when he gets the world title, basically makes the WCW world title look like normal-sized. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's for sure. Because everybody else, it looks giant on him. Just him, it's like, no, oh, that just looks like a normal belt. Yeah. Hey, and, and that's it. <laughs> that's how you want to send your, your fans home from your match or from your show. With a shitty-ass interview. Yep. So there we go. Um, we're moving on next week to... I'm not actually sure how many uh, Nitros we're going to hit before the next pay-per-view. It's sometime in November. Uh, but next week's going to be November 6th, 95. And uh, we get to see Johnny Me Bad versus Eddie Guerrero. So... Woo! I mean, for 95 WCW, that's actually pretty good. So yeah, let's sure. enjoy that. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. That's fine. Uh, all right. Yeah, I don't have anything really to add. Did you want to, before I do the, you know, end of the show stuff, anything else you want to add about Nitro? Um, that's fine. Like, it's it's, fine. I, it's it's a slog. I'm not going to lie, dude. It's a it's a bit of a slog to get through get through these years. But, but yeah. hey, we're going to do it, and we're going to do it together. Yeah, and we're going to make fun of it as we do it. Damn Skippy. Um, but yeah, so thanks for listening. Um, thanks to Eric Bowman for the theme song. Uh, let's see. Well, I think I'm trying to think of when this is coming out. So this would be so this Friday, if I'm doing my math right, which will be July 2nd, there will be a bonus episode because July is going to have several bonus episodes because it's our big year anniversary, lead up to the year anniversary episode. Um, but yeah, this. Friday is me and DJ Madman. We watched three episodes of the Clone Wars back to back. It was all one story arc, and we just talked about all three episodes. So it's like an hour long episode. But it was a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoy it. And um, yeah, other than that, join us back here for Nitro. And on Monday, join us for some Klingon blood in uh, Deep Space Nine, because that's what the next episode of that's going to be. So, woo. Woo. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, what he said. All right, have a good night, everybody. Deuces.